You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode in uh, Nichols Hills today. Are you in Nichols Hills? Kind of? Yes, you we're, are, we're are like in the Hills? heart of it. We're in Nichols Hills go. Plaza. We're looking out at all the lights, the Christmas lights, which I always love the to see. Very good. Makes me really happy. We are at Greta Sloan. Everyone knows where that is. Did I say that right? You did say that right. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen listening, uh, my guests today, uh, co-hosts of the Action City podcast, Catherine Buxton and Ebby Coves. Yes. Very German. We've been talking about that. Yeah. Uh, which, if anybody listening, if this is before Christmas, probably after Christmas, you probably should have got a... Uh, what is it, genealogy or whatever it is, we'll find out your history. Yes, the 20, what are we talking about? The 23. The 23 and me. 23 and me. Um, Wait, they rebrand. It's, it's better if you say the 23 and me's. Me's. Yes, okay. give it the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, thanks for, for inviting me into the store and, and for the wine. Excited to do this podcast and share some stories. Uh, you guys have recently started your own podcast, but before we talk about your podcast and, and how it started and why you started it, uh, tell me a little bit about yourselves and I guess what you do, how you end up in Oklahoma City, and then how you both met. Okay. I should take the like Amy, you go 30 first. minutes of the podcast. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, really, <laughs> though. Like to talk. Um, That's a small problem. Well, so I grew up here. Um, I grew up here and... I don't really know. So I left. I went to TCU after mm-hmm. I graduated high school from here and lived in Dallas, worked in fashion. Um, and then I met my husband in college. Whenever we were married, he actually ended up getting a job here. So it was kind of not ironic, but funny that we moved back because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I've been here for five years, five and a half. Um Almost, yeah, and we love it. We have two children, little babies. We have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a one-year-old. And, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not it. What did you do when, for the past five years? What have you been doing oh, for work? So when we moved back, I started a – well, I bought the franchise for a local publication called The Scout Guide. So that is really where my love and championship – championer – of Oklahoma City yeah. mm-hmm. came from. Um, so, yeah, I, I've been involved with local business doing, um, it was advertising for local businesses, um, creating an annual guide that kind of showed a, what I considered a well-rounded lifestyle, if you will, of Oklahoma City, kind of where you should shop, who your dentist should be, who your architect should be, who should build your home, where you should get your cabinets, interior designers. I mean, it, I really tried to kind of round out, I mean, where you should buy your liquor. Shout out to Bose. Um, just best all the photo shoots ever the best photo shoots ever. <laughs> and that's kind of how um, I met Catherine in adulthood, although she was my um, swim instructor when I was three years old. <laughs> So Did she, you know that? Yes, okay, I mean, that's yeah. what I mean. You remember that one? Oh, she, well, she remembers, remembers it more than I do because I was three. Because right. she was three and I was much older, but I remember how cute she was. I was apparently, I was a really cute kid. Such a cute kid. So I was a fat kid. You were? Well, those are the cutest. What are I you talking was about? such a chunk, yeah. I like, See, I was a I was a pretty sturdy girl, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, I had, not that yeah, you're a sturdy I girl, but... I had cheeks <laughs> and the rolls and everything, and... Um, What took you to TCU? Um, I wanted to do fashion merchandising, and they have a really good program. Um, So 
yeah, that's kind of, I had worked at Route 66. It's a local boutique still around in, um, why am I blinking on the, uh, 50 pen place. Yes. Which 50 pen place back in 2007, 2008, Balliots was still there. It was very much thriving full circle books, which is still there as well. But there were a lot of boutiques. Mm -hmm. Um, and now unfortunately it's kind of just route 66 and full circle left. It's kind of become more corporate. Um, like I think there's a Charles shop Schwab in there and things like that. But, um, I just fell in love with retail. So I wanted to explore that in college and TCU had a really good fashion merchandising program. Yeah. Sam. So when you when husband gets a job and you move back to Oklahoma City, were you always thinking growing up that hey I want to do this guide or did that just come out of like being in fashion and understanding and seeing a need I guess? So it came out of knowing that there wasn't corporate fashion here. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some, but not a lot. And I knew I didn't want to open a store. Um, I feel like, you know, if you love fashion as Catherine can attest to, there's kind of only a couple options in Oklahoma city right now as to how, and there's more now than there was even five years ago. But, um, so basically I, I saw the scout guide it's in 60 other cities. So I saw it in a okay. Fort Worth, Dallas, Jackson Hole, Nashville. I mean, every time we traveled, we would kind of seek them out. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew Oklahoma City would be the perfect place because everything here is pretty much local. I mean, we do have some big national retailers but or chains, but not really in retail. Like there's no Neiman's, there's no Nordstrom's, there's no Saks. Um, and so I felt like it was the perfect, Oklahoma City was the perfect size for the guide because it mm -hmm. had been in like San Francisco and some larger cities and it hadn't done very well. I think because those cities are too big. Yeah. Um, so I felt like the guide was the right fit for Oklahoma City. And um, actually I did it with my mom the first two years thank God because buying a business at 25 would have been by myself would have been crazy but it was really fun so we just kind of would you know go around and sell the pages and come up with these beautiful photo shoots and then you know come out with a guide annually and then yeah. the last two I did myself and it was a challenge because I was having my children and things like that but it was really fun and I loved all the local business owners I got to meet right you get to know a lot more stories about the businesses and yeah. you get to meet everybody and I guess a lot more appreciation for what people do and own businesses and at the time Oklahoma City was really growing too. Yeah and I think that over the last five years I mean when we would come back and visit through college and post-college I was always so impressed with what was going on and I actually remember when we were doing volume two um, we met with the social order guys so Brian and Manny and they took us to the Jones space before it was open. And I was like, y'all, this is going to change Oklahoma City. Yeah. And sure enough, I w and I remember when they were opening, we're like, they were having a really hard time differentiating that they weren't a music venue. I think everybody in their minds had had it that it was going to be a music venue, which is almost laughable to think about now because right. everybody, it's just such a staple. And so... I had so much fun coming up with marketing concepts for these people, but honestly, like at the end of the day, like the guide was wonderful and, but like, it was just me championing local business. I mean, anybody who would listen, I would tell them how that place was going to be the coolest, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or any other person in the guide, I was like, these people are awesome and they're nice and they're wonderful and they, you know, they're the best of local yeah. was kind of my whole thing. So yeah. <laughs> That was the guide, essentially. Yeah. Catherine, what about you? 
Well, other than being a swim instructor. Other than being a swim instructor. Well, my beginning story is sort of really similar to Emmy's. I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma City. I was born as we at St. Anthony's Hospital. And I lived at 20th in class until I was five. And then I moved up here to Nichols Hills. And I went to Westminster and I went to Cassidy. And I my dad had gone to Cassidy. So that was kind of where we ended up. I have... A little, I have two little sisters and a little brother, so I'm the oldest of four. And I, we sort of were driven around to every single activity you could possibly be driven around to. Growing up, my mother never sits still. There is no, if you are resting, you are you are lazy and you are doing something wrong. Yeah. So there's no resting or napping or any of those things in my house. So. We were always out doing stuff. So it turned out that I was pretty good at swimming, I guess. And so I started swimming when I was eight, like really swimming when I was eight. And I swam mm-hmm. until I got to college. So I stayed in Oklahoma City until I was 16. And then I went to boarding school for two years, my, for my junior and senior experience? year. Did, it, oh, did I all the kids it. go? No, I was actually the only one. And really? I think it was fine. Like if you have four kids and the oldest one goes, I mean, do you even miss anybody? No, yeah. there's still three that are left. I mean, you can't, your life probably doesn't even change even yeah. slightly. So, and I was 16 when I went, so I could already drive. So it wasn't like there was one fewer people to drive around. Yeah. I mean, I was sort of, and I think they were sick of me and I was sick of them. So I went to boarding school in New England and I swam there, but I also played field hockey, which I absolutely loved more yeah. than I loved swimming. It's I wasn't not, as good at it. It's a big sport here, is it? It's huge no, but it's home. big in the UK, Very right? Big. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually, my summer after my seventh grade at mm-hmm. Cassidy, they would take a trip to England and we went to this English boarding school for like three weeks and we took a trip into London one day and I can remember we had to play field hockey every day at this English boarding school. And so I think that was actually what, that was what really started me thinking about boarding school. It was so beautiful. The buildings were old and historic Mm -hmm. and it just had that feel that you would think, you know, being at a sort of very traditional school. And then I read an article in 17 magazine about fashion at boarding school. And that was it. And then I was like, well, I've got yeah. it. I've got to go. So what, what was so good about fashion at boarding school? I don't know. It was just like preppy New England, okay. you know, feral sweaters and plaids. And it was more like uniforms at boarding school with a twist of fashion on top. Okay. Kind of like Gossip Girl. Have you seen Gossip Girl? I'm passing when my wife's watching it. Uh-huh. Yeah, kind you of. should start at the beginning <laughs> and not stop till you get to the end. Yeah. So, But that's so, how it was back home. Everyone had uniforms back Yes, home. and let me tell you, I love Shouldn't a uniform the whole so much. Yeah. Like, Jackets at some I schools. want the top to bottom to really dress a uniform and yeah. I wish that Cassidy still had that and I worked really hard for a year to try to get that to happen and it didn't. So it oh didn't pass. But I would have voted I have, for it. I have loved sort of boarding the boarding school look and fashion since the beginning sort of got me hooked on that so I went to boarding school for two years I played field hockey I swam and then did some other sports and I went to college at Georgetown I went to swim but in the back of my mind the whole time I really just wanted to play field hockey so I tried out for the field hockey team I don't think there was a big cutting process they might have cut like two or three people and I played field hockey I quit swimming I played field hockey for four years at Georgetown which is a very aggressive sport it is like, but it let me tell you playing aggressive. field hockey at Georgetown I will tell you we were so Georgetown's in the big east obviously I think people probably know that because of basketball we were so bad at field hockey that we had to get we had to take a leave of absence from the Big East because so, all the teams in the Big East would kill us like 10 to nothing. And so we had to go like play kind of some random teams on the side. Eventually we got let back in. So yeah. that was exciting my senior year. So I did that and then I moved. So 
I lived away for 16 years Mm -hmm. and lived in all different places. So after Washington, D.C. at Georgetown, I moved to New York. Then I lived in New York for a summer, and then I lived there for six months after college, and then I moved to San Francisco. And I lived there for three and a half years. Then I moved mm-hmm. to Palo Alto. I went to, in San Francisco, I worked for The Gap, which was, which I worked for the, Old Navy. The so, Gap, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, so, so Emmy and I, I mean, obviously we bonded <laughs> over the fact that I was her swimming coach, but we really bonded over our sort of love of fashion. Uh-huh. We both, I think it's a, a real passion for both of us. And we've been, we've been dreaming of it since we were little girls. And so I think that that really sort of helped us reconnect. So I worked for Old Navy in San Francisco. And then I went to business school. And after business, I went to business school um, in Palo Alto, California. And then after that, I went to go work for a company called Lilly Pulitzer in Philadelphia. So now we've done D.C., New York, Wait, Massachusetts, D.C., New York, San Francisco, Palo Alto, and then I moved to Philadelphia. And these are all because of fashion. Well, it was boarding school, college. I thought finance. Finance. Actually, I got my degree in finance. So really, I got. (laughs) I went to go work for an investment bank originally, and I hated every second of it. That's what I did in New York. And the whole time, I just kept thinking, I just want to be in fashion. I just want to be in fashion. But I had this boyfriend that I was dating, and he lived in San Francisco. And so I quit my job in New York, and I moved to San Francisco to be with him. But the fashion is not big in San Francisco. I mean, I should have stayed in New York if really I was that passionate about it. But I I knew that the gap was based. It was like Gap, Levi's. Williamson, which is not really fashion, but those were big yeah. sort of retail companies mm-hmm. I could work for. So then I lived in Philadelphia for two years and I met my husband, who's from Duncan, Oklahoma, in shout Oklahoma out City. Ron yes, shout out to Ron mm-hmm. Howard. So I met my husband the summer, maybe like we started dating the summer before I went to business school. And he had, was in law school at OCU, and I was in business school in California, and we dated the entire time. And I I think deep down inside, I knew he was never going to move anywhere but Oklahoma. He grew up in Duncan. He went to Ole Miss. He came back to Oklahoma City. I mean, he wears ropers and fishing shirts to the office. I mean, it is like, yeah. he is real country. And I didn't really totally notice that because when we first met, I don't know if I've told any of this, when we first met, we met at the patio at Flips. Okay, so just so you know, I mean, yeah. I know you've only lived here when Oklahoma City was cool. It used to not be cool. Okay. And the only place to go out was Flips, which is still there. Mm-hmm. Tapworks, which is across the street where oh, that building's gone. Like next door yeah. to where Sonic is. Okay. Okay. Wait, I thought it was across or the street was- where that V is, but now there's no building there. Oh wait, yes, yes. You're and right. I only know this there. because exactly I right. would drop off some my babysitter at Tapworks. <laughs> oh my god! After she babysat you, no, uh, <laughs> no, like when she was sitting for my sister oh, and gosh, I was sixteen, so I would go yeah. drop, drop her, her off. At okay, so yeah, so Tapworks. Oh, it was Split T. That was no, yeah, Tapworks. Eventually, maybe it started at the Split T and, and moved then to across, across the street. street. So that was it. That was the only place to go. So we met yeah. on the patio at Flips, and he said to me, so he was two years below me in college. And he said that he loved to play golf, that he had been to Ole Miss. So I knew he'd left the state of Oklahoma, which was like a huge deal. Right. He had left the state of Oklahoma. And then he'd also gone to boarding school for a year in Maine. Okay. Now, and then after college, he had traveled Europe. Okay. So I mm-hmm. thought that I had like hit this the jackpot. Cultured. Yeah. I was like, he is so cultured. He's been all over the world. He went to boarding school. He's so funny. Like this is the, and he's from Oklahoma. Like I have really knocked yeah. it out of the park here. Okay. Little did I know that it was a boarding school for like postgraduates. They only did people that had actually already graduated from high school that needed an extra special year <laughs> <laughs> to get ready for college. Okay. And, and he'd been sent there by his and parents. And he had been sent there by his parents to do what they call the 
tagline at the school is the year that makes the difference. Okay. Oh, okay. And then he went to Ole Miss, but only because he couldn't get into OU. Now, I think he ended up loving Ole Miss and it's beautiful. And he's a lawyer now and he's very successful. But I, I was really sort of... I want. I saw what I wanted to see. Yeah. So the emperor has on clothes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so we. So at. So we dated the entire time in San Francisco when I was in business school and when I lived in Philadelphia and eventually I, I moved back to Oklahoma City. I think I moved back a little bit reluctantly. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I had loved being in all these cities. I. I mean. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with D.C., Philadelphia, New York, San Francisco, like all the best cities in the country I had lived in. I had loved every single one of them for one reason or the other. And I thought, oh my God, I've like hit rock bottom. I'm moving back to Oklahoma City. So I showed up. I wasn't, we weren't married. I wasn't pregnant. It was 2004. I had started a business with a friend of mine from business school. We started this handbag business that we manufactured the handbags first in New York and then in Italy. And we went all, we went to market all over the country selling them. And I sat in our like, upstairs bedroom working all day long and at lunch I would watch Dawson's Creek for two hours every day at lunch because they started like playing Dawson's Creek from the very beginning and they played two episodes a day okay. this was before we had like TiVo and stuff okay so that Wait, was, we don't and, even have TiVo anymore yeah. no exactly but I'm like, it was like before <laughs> TiVo was even introduced okay for so everyone listening that's under 30 what is TiVo what is TiVo I don't know what that you is you don't know what that is no. okay it's like before DVR okay okay it was like it was like the, it was like it was in between when you would record on a VHS tape when the show was actually playing Cat live and then replay it for 47 I'm a 90s kid yeah, I have VHS yeah okay so you have no okay so after VHS there was something called TiVo and TiVo was you could record it without a VHS tape and I think I think you still had to record it maybe when it was live like you had to set it up it wasn't as easy to sit down okay so and it was really depressing I mean Jim went to work every day he came home we couldn't go anywhere to eat after nine o'clock at night and I was used to like you'd come home for work at eight you'd go out for dinner whatever we couldn't go anywhere we would like whatever Postmates it was called 858 to go we would like 858 to go it that's Postmates for anyone under 30, okay? We would 858 to go it, and we would sit there. Does and that I still work? I don't know. We should try it, actually. I would sit there, and I just thought to myself, oh, my God, what the hell have I done? Why did I move back here? But I also can remember driving around the city and seeing pockets of hope. Mm-hmm. So the original pocket of hope for me was Western. So down where Sushi Nico is and yeah. 42nd Street Candy Company. No, the drum no, was yeah, definitely not yeah. there then, but it, it has maybe, maybe yeah. been there like eight or 10 years. So Cafe Nova used Cafe to be Cafe Nova. Oh remember God. that? that oh gosh. A, now who knows? I don't know. The barrel or something? Oh yeah. I've spent some nights yeah. there. Uh-huh. Oh, but even Cafe then, Cafe Nova wasn't there. None yeah. of that was there. Heroes was there. VZD. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe Sushi Nico. Definitely the 42nd Street Candy Company. Which isn't there anymore. Which isn't there anymore. We love that. So I mean, but you could see glimmers of well, hope yeah. on Western. So was Will Rogers Theater? Oh, Will Rogers Theater yeah. was there because Lee's dad had renovated that and made that a, an event space. Yeah. But I mean, the little wine bar in Will Rogers Theater wasn't there. So, I mean, Flips was still there, yeah. obviously. I mean, I don't even think Earls was over here on Western. So, there were glimmers of hope, and mm-hmm. you know, then eventually we would drive down to like the Plaza District, and we'd drive through, and you could see the potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can just remember thinking, God, there's so much potential here. I so hope that this place grows into a really interesting city we did have the arts and we had the ballet we had the symphony we had the museum like there Mm -hmm. were definitely we had those pillars in place but we didn't have the restaurants and the nightlife and the boutiques and the and the 
districts that had their own personality. We didn't have any of that. But yeah. I can always remember wanting to participate in it somehow. And because mm. I, I love this. I mean, I, you live here until you're 16 years old. My pa- my dad grew up here. I mean, my mom came here in college, but you, you love the, I mean, I always had such yeah. a sense of place here. And so I do think that when I bought Greta Sloan, so we, I moved home. I had several different jobs. Eventually, like five and a half years ago, I bought this store, Greta Sloan. But I had two children in the meantime. That was really helpful because that helped me meet people that maybe yeah. I wouldn't have met mm-hmm. otherwise. I bought Greta. I've met so many amazing people that I would never have met otherwise yeah. having any other type of job. I do think the other thing that changed for me, so the people started opening up little restaurants and spots and we would kind of venture out and explore. But the other thing I noticed, and Emmy's heard me say this a thousand times, but is that growing up, nobody came and went. Right. Yeah. Nobody came from Wales to play golf at Southern right. Nazarene University. Okay? That, yeah. that literally did not happen. Yeah. If I wanted to hear somebody with an accent, I will say we did have a lot of Indian doctors. So people moved from India. That was something that we had. Mm-hmm. And my OU, parents OSU, and OU and OSU, yeah, the OCU hospitals yeah. were definitely, yeah. they were a little more international than the rest of the city. But mm-hmm. I mean, you were, you know, your parents were a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant, an entrepreneur, they were Republicans, they were white. I mean, it was, you know, it was all the things that you would think about. So nobody came and went. And I think that's one of the reasons I want to go to boarding school. I was like, I I got to, I know there's something else out there. I got to see it. But the big change for me was when I noticed people moving here from Mm -hmm. other places that, by the way, had no ties here. It wasn't like they moved home like Emmy and I did because their parents lived here. They just moved here for a job. Yeah. Or they moved here. Now I think people move here because they actually really love this city. So Or the cost of living. The cost of living is lower. And I I mean, even with someone in my shop today, she just moved from Houston in July. She loves it. She I mean, and that brings me so much joy. So I think that that's yeah. the thing that really it's yeah, it, it's and I've only I say only I've been here 9 years now. And that's kind of when a long I time. got here the Devon Tower was halfway built and I remember looking at it hitting balls on the golf hitting balls at Lake Effin and looking at downtown thinking what is that like crane thing <laughs> thing <laughs> sticking out of a the city. We never see those. Where they know, get that yeah, crane? What is that? Um, <laughs> and then you know after being here for so long you kind of realize that this it's a really cool time to be at the city right it's yeah. growing you know like coffee's growing no one really cared about coffee until like now we have this everyone's a coffee snob now aren't they oh. um and i love coffee know, i love yeah i love to be I, a coffee snob exactly i would I too i know are. nothing about coffee but <laughs> snob about everyone has their shop that they go to and they, you know yeah. it's and food has been amazing you know we have, what's your coffee speaking of coffee snobs what's your coffee shop you Yote. go to i'm close with todd though oh, i do like close. you but you have to go all the way downtown for that yeah todd was one of my first podcasts before they even had the i store, love so i love Todd's that space been, yeah, is beautiful it's crazy too okay well um, if you get a chance you got to go to my spot that? It's at Britain and Western. It's called Zero Tolerance. Okay. It's a husband and wife team that opened it. They roast their own beans there. You need to have them on the podcast. You do. Obviously. They're so amazing. And they make their own chocolate from the cacao beans. They roast okay. the cacao beans. That's one bad thing that it's the insane. U.S. does terrible compared to back home is chocolate. No, you... I, Right. You have to go there. I'm not joking yeah, cause, tomorrow. Cause the guys you do chocolate, chocolate and get the, it's the best have chocolate you, have I've you ever been to ganache? eaten. Oh yeah, like it's a, yeah, but they're not from here, right? No, like, no, they're yeah. not from here. Yeah. But, the, but yeah. the people from Zero Tolerance, I mean, they're American. Yeah. I don't know if they're from Oklahoma City, but 
I mean, yeah. nobody in the yeah, United States get, really. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, but you're <laughs> right. You're Argentina, right. and she has right. a degree in cooking. Oh, Russell yes, Stover, you don't think that that's, oh, stop. that's that quality no. from Oklahoma? Um, my husband gave me a box of Russell Stover's candy for Valentine's Day one year. <laughs> you still married, Actually, right? I think Bedray does. I mean, <laughs> you've had Bedray, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I mean, I good. think they, it's good. And, and, and Woody candy's good as oh, well. Oh, Woody. You know. Go no. to zero tolerance. <laughs> Go to zero tolerance. You will literally will change your life. I'm just telling you. So now I don't even like. Just saying, I don't even like chocolate. Honestly, though, Catherine is a food snob. Yes. It's okay to say that. Have you guys done a food podcast yet? Have you just hashed it out about food? Well, no, so the, we pro- the problem we is, is that I'm much more forgiving in okay. my palate. <laughs> well, you know what? I will yeah, eat that's anything. That's a really nice way like, of saying I, really I can have a plate of something that I really did not think was good, and I will eat the entire thing. Honestly, so it's not like yeah. it stops me from eating it. I just have a lot of Food, opinions. I'm more of a creature of habit. Same. Like, I eat the same lunch every yeah. Monday. I go to the same takeout every Wednesday. For real? Yeah, like every oh, Monday I go to Organic new. Squeeze and mm. get my Chipotle chicken wrap and my green juice every Wednesday night because by that time I'm sick of cooking for everybody. <laughs> Jeff gets couscous. I mean, we have our spots. Yeah. And like, I kind of just... So it's hard to put in a new spot then? Well, it's or not even that. No, no, it. I do like new spots, but honestly, I'm more of an experienced person. Like if I have a bad experience, like uh-huh. the likelihood of me coming back is like not gonna, okay. I'm not going back. Like, and I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about if your waiter is rude, Service, yeah, yeah, if yeah. there's like, yeah, just any, any well, when you're a mom of two young babies as well, the last thing you want to do is be waiting and taking more time. You just want to right, or wasting home. your evening. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right? you don't want to waste your baby. Honestly, right. service to me is almost more important than food. Yeah. And I know that that is kind of unfair because when restaurants open, like mm-hmm. obviously there are kinks and I try to be very cognizant yeah. of that. But if I have a bad waiter and Jeff and I are very, we like our waiters. Like yeah. we go to certain restaurants and have the same waiter. Well, okay. Give me an example. Cause so I'm at like, the Metro, we always have the bald guy and I'm blinking on his name. Oh he's yes. So nice. He's so and then I'm going to the Metro. At 1492, we always have Edwin and Sarah. Yes, do you have Edwin's salad? Tell Edwin to make you his special salad. It's got grilled vegetables. It's amazing. This is so, really good consumer advice. Cause I didn't know that. <laughs> Edwin and Sarah are literally like, if something happened to my kids, I would like yeah. call them. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. They're the sweetest people. And that's the thing. In like 1492, I don't know if the food is necessarily phenomenal. I think it's good. I actually do but think it's good. It's good enough for Tuesday night. The fact yeah. that we walk in and yeah. they already know what table we like because we have two children yeah. and they know both of my kids' names and they, you know, pinch their cheeks and tell us how cute yeah. we are. And like, I don't know. I mean, they're just so sweet. Yeah. And then the guy at the Met, why am I? Is his name Tom? God, what is his name? This guy at the Metro. Tom, if you're listening, you can send me an email. Yes. Uh, He might be the best waiter in all of Oklahoma City. He is, he just is on it. When you ask for Mm -hmm. something, when you, like he, I mean, even the other night I went there and we don't go that often. Mm -hmm. I mean, we go what, every three months, maybe? He was like, well, last time you got this. So I think this time you should get this. I can't even remember what happened at the store today. And I'm like, wait, what? That's one thing, though, because, uh, and and to that point, like, 
food here has gone very good. There's a lot yeah. of competition, but also wait staff, the competition's there as well. That's right? so wait staff's well, got so mm-hmm. much better. I remember talking to Brian actually, like yeah. when the Jones was opening and he was like, The problem is is that the workforce is not going to support these uh-huh. restaurants. He was like the quality of waiter, you are gonna have to vet and pay them very well if yeah. you want to have your a good experience. And I and I think that's been true. I think that there have been mm-hmm. some amazing concepts. Um, like coming to mind, I'm so sad Gun and Zakaya isn't open again. Oh, I love that. Um, but one of their waiters was really, really not nice. And, you know, I could tell, I don't know if I caught that person on a bad day yeah. or maybe oh, I did. There is a place whose name will go unnamed that has the rudest, most annoying waiters of all time. And it does ruin the experience. And yeah. I've tried it a gazillion times. And every time it's, so even if the food's fine, but even if the food were amazing, I don't know if I would. Well, in Gun and Zakai, the food is amazing. The food was yes. amazing. Yes. And yeah. so it just was kind of one of those things where I was like, listen, I get it that you're like a foodie and I'm asking you what certain things on the menu are, but like, that doesn't mean that you can. There's a certain level of respect. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I'm here to learn. Like, honestly, yeah. like that's why we started the podcast. Right. I feel like as an adult I'm wanting to just learn as much as I can and so when I go eat mm-hmm. somewhere like that it's like I'm sorry I don't know what this word is yeah. like, so my sister is a sommelier and she, she lives in New York but she's worked she started out at Iron Star uh-huh. so when I moved home in 2004 she lived in Oklahoma City and worked at Iron Star great barbecue then she oh god that's where we had our rehearsal dinner yeah. I love it the salmon Iron salad's Star my is favorite like super underrated yes. it is it's yeah, always it so is. good I love like, it there it, always good but I think to that point like people don't want to tell you it's so good because they, they know don't they can want get you to go seat, there because right? they know they can oh, see yeah. otherwise it'll be like butcher barbecue stand up in Wellston and oh and there's a line know, like oh my gosh we did that for yeah. my husband's birthday so but okay so my husband is a barbecue snob uh-huh. if we haven't word, used that word enough here we go <laughs> yes again. let's use it again um but so he has like a you know he smokes meats on yeah. Saturday like he loves it that is the best barbecue That's I've so ever good. had. And we you took so him for his good. birthday. Should I take him? We've Jim done Franklin's, yes, we've done Pecan Lodge, we've yeah. done Himes, we've done, I mean, all the big barbecue yeah. places in Texas we've done. That barbecue. Yeah. Wait a minute, can you, is, is it the one where you have to eat outside and wait outside? At, well, it used to, but now they've built a giant inside. barn. So can I take Jim on his, his birthday's on January 6th? So I can eat inside. It's only so it won't open be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you go wait. I think the six. You can get it to go Thursday. though. We can get it. It's okay, am- it's, it's amazing. It's, it's so awesome. honestly, Catherine, yeah. like, like world. We love barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. World for really? Yeah, for one, real. One, yeah, okay. it's one of us. I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, January if you're if you're Friday. wanting the whole experience, like definitely eat there. Go wait in line. Hang go wait in line. Okay, why could we could go there? I don't. Is that very COVID friendly? I guess it is. Just wear your mask. Inside or outside? Yeah, can't be that hard. Yeah, but it's. I mean. Yeah. It like, might be cold in January. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. They've the, built a new facility now because before it just used to be like literally a, a container. Stand, right? Yeah. A stand. Well, now they've, it was a stand and then it became a stand that had like a open barn and now they've closed in the whole barn and put doors and everything. Yeah. It's, it's amazing now. Okay. Um, I'll, I'm going in January. Well, and they like, that. I mean, it's 20 minutes away. Wellston's 20 yeah, minutes up the Yeah, it's not far yeah. and they give you Twinkies. Oh yeah. Still have For Twinkies. real? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. For me, for the grownups or just for the kids? Everybody gets Everybody. a Twinkie. Get Everybody gets a Twinkie. Too. I feel like yeah. Oprah. Everybody gets it's a Twinkie. So I will definitely be eating I mean, a Twinkie. Not, yeah, not the culinary on the culinary standard. I don't know where a Twinkie. No, it's hits right at the top. It's okay, so okay. far at the top. Just like that movie Zombieland. <laughs> I do not discriminate when it comes to Twinkies. We could. Talk, I could talk about food. I could have a whole separate podcast just on yeah. food. So I need to. Well, like what you said, you know. So why the podcast started, right? You were doing. Um, Emmy, you were doing the Scout Guide, and up until kind of COVID happened, uh, Catherine, you got the store 
which is here, which we're recording today. And then you guys think, you know what? I've got more time on my hands. Let's start a podcast. <laughs> no, I didn't I need think to do that something. part. Well, that no, part did right. not come to my head. Yeah, hey, yeah. let's do something. Yeah. I think so. What happened was we actually went to lunch at the Metro mm-hmm. because I had, I knew that Scout Guide. I think I knew in my heart I was done. At that point, I had had a couple of buyers kind of fall through, mm-hmm. and I just didn't know what sort of my future was. Thankfully, now I do have another buyer, and I hope that goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we went to lunch, and I basically had like three careers for myself. And because Catherine has been a mentor to me, I mean, she really so has sweet. like. Anytime I have questions, whether it be my kid, my marriage, my mm-hmm. businesses, I mean, swim she's, lessons. Swim lessons. I don't yeah. know. I mean, and I ended I am, up being a swim instructor for a summer. So like she so is, yeah, yeah, from yeah. the very beginning, I didn't even yes. know it. Exactly. Um, so we're at lunch. And so out of the three kind of paths I'd set for myself, one was a podcast. Yeah. And I had thought about doing a scout guide podcast where I'd have the business owners on, but it was just too cumbersome Mm -hmm. and, you know, the time, whatever. But then I'm like, now I wouldn't be tethered to people who were just in the guide. Like I would be able to do kind of who I wanted. And so I brought this idea to Catherine and she's like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And I'm like, well, that's amazing because my husband was like, are you sure you'd want to do that on your own? Like I have so much admiration yeah. that you do this on your own because I know. Thank you. Seriously. It is way more it's, fun it's, to have it's, a it's easy to schedule to a lot yes. of people on your, on your own. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it kind of just came out of this lunch. It was like, let's kind of put our heads together on mm-hmm why we love OKC and we came up with our mission statement and we came up with kind of this vibe of like, at first I think we thought it was going to be more business centric. Mm -hmm. And then now it's definitely shifted to more people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then of course we like, so that was in early August, we meet with Chris Castro about branding. We Do you know meet, Chris? Yeah. yeah Chris. He's we amazing. Chris. We love Ranger creative. Great um, radio voice as well. Oh, oh, he does deep. have a, yeah. oh, he yeah, does yeah, have yeah. a good radio voice. I, I never even I found thought that about out. that. I interviewed him and Ben from oh, Commonplace oh, when, okay. when they were working at Commonplace. And, uh, yeah, in my headphones, Chris came on and was like, whoa. We're like, wait a minute, don't take <laughs> Where's this guy Chris? come from? Yeah. <laughs> well, and he's yeah. so, he's been the most encouraging human. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just so sweet. And, and he's one of the coolest guys I've, yeah. like, I've met. And by too. the way, if you want to follow a food mm-hmm. odyssey, uh, yeah. you follow Chris Castro on yeah. Instagram. His very good, very is good. yeah, off the charts. Um, so we met with Chris, and actually, we had I told Catherine because she's so busy and I'm not. I was like, on Monday yeah, morning, are. you have to, I need four hours. I was like, every Monday, I need four hours. So it literally took us every Monday from August to November. Yeah. To, to iron everything out, you know, building our website, which, you know, it's still in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, our branding, we landed on an ostrich, which is kind of funny and um, all of that. I mean, mm-hmm. we just wanted to iron out like why, who we wanted on our guest, you know, potential guest list, um, you know, <laughs> laughable, but we had, you know, talked about sponsorships potentially yeah. and, you know, just stuff like, yeah. And that's the thing you've got to build it out to succeed and right. to, you can't just say, Oh, I'm just going to start a podcast and we'll see what happens in six months. Well, and, and right? Richard, our producer, I mean, we kind of like, again, I did some, some light research on equipment. And then mm-hmm. I talked to, I have a friend in Dallas who has a podcast and I was like kind of tinkering with buying our own equipment. But then I was like, I found Richard mm-hmm. and I was like, I think that Catherine and I need support in this. 
And while Richard, yes, is there to do our sound and stuff, it's also like he's there to like help us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We didn't know anything about we didn't. And, starting a podcast. And that's the he's, thing too with like, we were like, how many listens are good? Or like, yeah. how many minutes do you do? What day do you come out? What, what platform should we be on? Like, you know, all of those questions, mm-hmm. he was kind of there to guide us. So we really appreciate him. And he... He's so great. I mean, I'm I can't now imagine doing it without him because mm-hmm. he's kind of just a part of our little team. And I think a little bit, so this is Richard at Black and Studios. I think that now I don't want to be presumptuous, but I think we've opened up his world a little bit. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> he really I mean, he may be lying to us. I hope you're not, Richard. But he will say, Oh my God, that was I've loved listening to you know, to Ben or to Brian or whomever. Oh my God, I didn't even know about that. Oh, I'm taking my kids there this weekend. Like, I mean, and that makes us happy because it makes us think there might be other people out there that we're introducing. I think, and that's the whole thing with the podcast for us. It's like, we just want to help Oklahoma Mm -hmm. city, like, or not even help Oklahoma city, but just highlight these people who are either bringing cool things here or maybe they're even from here and they left, but like, what Mm -hmm. did they leave with? Or, I mean, we haven't done one of those yet, but I'm sure we will at some point. And I think, you know, when you asked us, I was so flattered. I, I no, know. I really was. Wait, I was until like, today, I thought we were interviewing you. No. And Amy's like, no, he's interviewing us. I go, yeah. what? what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why does he want to talk to us? By the way, that just shows how organized we yeah, exactly. are in the day. Like, I'm like, we wait, we're him. getting interviewed, Catherine. <laughs> So, yeah, um, it's good, though, because like back to and, and and this started out like me being naive and young and in real estate. I'm like, I'm going to do a podcast. and It's going to be all about me and my real estate business. And I'm going to send, you know, I'm gonna start the ad of the podcast with, you know, real estate. Like and I did the first episode I did uh, was with Desmond Mason. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and I told him, I forgot to press record, and he's five minutes into his intro, and I had to tell him that, and I videoed the and whole thing. And this is your very first. Rea- oh yeah, mm-hmm. you can see my reaction, and I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry. But that's why you get you. people that yeah. you're, that you know mm-hmm. to do it the first time because right. you know you're, you're uh, new. Ironically, we had his ex-wife as yeah. our first guest. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Ironically, uh, and the second guest I had was Todd from Iote, and Todd's oh. story, and both their stories, you know, is, is everyone's story is unique. But when I sat with Todd. And we sat, kind of like what we've done here. We chatted for about, you know, 30 minutes and then we record and then that's, we sit after. That's literally what we right? do too. Yeah. I just kind of had that feeling that it's not about me, it's about the guest. Right. And from that, I'm glad I realized that because I never, from that, I mean, I didn't put any, like, this was in the moment I recorded 10 episodes before I posted any. So thankfully I didn't put any ads on the front of it for me um, because I'd feel like a real bit of an idiot now but um i'm laughing because Catherine had her yeah by the way my ad was yeah. the first, but, we don't but, have any sponsors well that's the thing but, well, like, but it was uh, more about a, us a fashion story yeah. more than like hey buy my cheesy real estate you know like, <laughs> no. I felt like that person selling double clothes. glazed windows no, you know like I, no, no, no. I just felt like i just and i at the time i don't think i had enough confidence in my real estate ability as well mm-hmm. um so yeah i was like glad i didn't put it on there but the the point is like it evolves don't it when right. you do a podcast mm-hmm. you're like okay Okay, we did good there. Yeah, we can edit it to make it sound like we knew what we were doing, but naturally you'll grow and the editing process will be a lot less episode 50 than it was at episode one because you grow and you chat (laughs) and you you know how each other, you know, you converse and you, you go together and especially when you have a co-host, it's, it goes that way, doesn't it? You, you know, you guys know each other already, which is a great thing. And then you, you know, start off interviewing friends that you know a little bit about, but I'm sure the interviews that you've done already, there's bits that you found out about people that you've known these people for 20 years or 15 years and you had no idea about. Well, even just each other. So for I mean, I'm, 
I'm assuming these are are these our episodes will already be out, but for our Christmas Eve and our New Year's Eve episode, because we kind of discovered we have an episode come out on Thanksgiving, and mind mm. you, that was only our third episode. Yeah. But we saw that you know there weren't as many people listening, which is fine. I mean, you're with your families, and I'm sure you're shaking yeah, your no head because traveling. it's like, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, you probably yeah. understand. Yeah. But yeah. so for Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, we decided to interview each other, and that was kind of like um, it was interesting because I found it's. I mean, we found out stuff about each mm-hmm. other, and that's kind of, it was fun. And it was so much fun, but it was our longest interviews. I promised yeah. Amy I wouldn't talk Yeah, we were like, oh, these will be 30 stop. minutes, and, and then really they were ridiculous. an hour and yeah. a half each. Maybe it comes a therapy session. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, I've got to stop talking. Well, and yeah. I think that the things we thought that we would talk more about, we didn't. Mm-hmm. And the thing, you know, random things kind of came up as they do. But um, I don't know. I think that the podcast, I mean, we're only eight episodes in yeah. at this point. I can already tell that it's meaningful and maybe I'm not trying to be narcissistic in Mm -hmm. saying that. I'm just saying that we've been really fortunate in the people who have, um, allowed or, you know, have come on. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, it's just, we're so grateful that we're able to do something for Oklahoma city. We're able to, talk to these people who we really think have brought important things here. Mm -hmm. But also I think it's like, you know, we're able to do something that feels relevant to now. Yeah. I mean, cause I love the guy, but it's print and I don't know. Print is not evolutionary, revolutionary, whatever. Um, and so I think the podcast is like just that extension mm-hmm. of that arm of like, we really do want to get these stories out without, um, without editing that much, yeah. you know, we're yeah. really like mm-hmm. telling these people that in their words, mm-hmm. And it's yeah, you're a platform, aren't you? Platform for people to share yeah. their story and, and tell it the way that they tell it from their perspective. And even if one person comes to you, you know, if you, for Brian, you know, if Brian comes on and one person comes to you and says, "I didn't know that about Brian," I didn't know that about, about the Jones. Yeah, and one person goes there, then that episode's a success. I, so, yeah, I think that. Well, I'll let you go, but you go. Well, so I went to dinner with Emma Ryan the other night, and we had her on mm-hmm. like our third or fourth episode. Yeah, she said that from and mind you she's been a client of mine with the scout guide Mm -hmm. she said from that episode she's already had three new clients what yeah wait I didn't know that I know I forgot to tell you Amy this is so exciting and I'm like wait what like from and you know we only get so many listens Mm -hmm. and I was just blown away by and it wasn't us championing her necessarily i mean she was talking about yeah. her own business you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. and it's the it's it doesn't matter if, if five or ten people listen to it or 150 or thousands of right, people right. listen to it right it's the it's the people that, that know you guys and will listen to it because of you first and then they get to listen to the guest and like oh okay i kind of knew emma from plant but i didn't know that she was doing this nutrition thing and, and starting yeah. this farm thing and all that yeah. like it's just and it's just a reminder isn't it to, to people in your circle that are fans of you guys and, and then become fans of Amber well I just was like in my mind I'm thinking you know in the scout guide I would charge these local businesses X amount of dollars mm-hmm. and here I have on somebody for free yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes and you I, feel great. It does. Yeah, it, it does. does. It, it was like, wow, like that. And she feels good about it because yeah. she That's knows she, she didn't shell out $5,000 whatever, whatever, well, you know, thousands yeah, of dollars yeah, yeah. in a hey, full page ad yeah. and a whatever. And there's an you know? expectation there right. that she's going to get clients. Well, and yeah. that for me was such a freeing feeling. Yeah, this expectation right. is now gone. And, you know, we're not trying to sell things on here. I mean, no. we would love to have sponsors. Like, yeah. eventually, that would be wonderful. And we do have our first one, which is exciting. But, yeah, to know that I helped 
a friend and not even just mm-hmm. a friend, right. just somebody I admire who I think is doing something different in the community. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I mean, like I, my year is made. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't tell me that. Sorry. Like, oh, I know. God. I just, I just, thought about, just it. thought about it. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. On that note, I was yeah. going to say kind of the same thing that I have a friend. I coached field hockey with her in Oklahoma city. She, she lived in Oklahoma city. I think she worked at Chesapeake and then Continental or Sandridge or Continental. And then she moved to Houston to do oil and gas in Houston. And we first started the podcast. She started texting me saying, Oh my gosh, I love the podcast. I'm, I'm so, I love listening to it. It reminds me of home. Mm-hmm. It really makes me think I should move to Oklahoma city. You know, and she would, Oh, I'm so happy you and Emmy got to do such and such. She was listening to it. And no joke. Two weeks ago, she texted me and said, I'm moving back to Oklahoma city. Yeah. Now I don't think it's because of our podcast, but just yeah, having, but it played a part. It play, I mean, I saw her this summer. She was in town visiting, and we were talking about. She said, "Me, they're going to move back to Oklahoma City or to Galveston, maybe." And and we and so when she sent me the message and said she was moving back to Oklahoma City, I felt such a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. and of really love for this city that we were telling the right stories. I yeah. mean, yeah, her, you know, half of her family is still here, but. I yeah. just it's and I like naturally I think people from Oklahoma City and Oklahoma in general are quite humble right like mm-hmm. like I'm kind of the same as well and if and you're not something will happen to yes, make you humble exactly. yeah. <laughs> like seriously and like, like when it. people I, I still feel awkward when people compliment me about a podcast because oh, it's the, all the guests talking about it right? right we're just a platform for people yeah right? we're like the a guest, v- yeah, the content the vehicle or you know? the and I'm yeah. just like I still feel awkward about it even though I've done a ton of episodes but I know how many have you done yeah. Uh, this year we have recorded 150. Wow. Just, wait, 150 total since the beginning or just this year? No, just this year. So I've done 200. Right now, as of today, is 256 are out. So Gosh. it's a lot. But wow. I mean, Amazing. It, yeah. I don't, I, again, shameless plug in real estate. I don't knock on doors or make calls because I don't enjoy it. I do this. I hang out with people. Mm-hmm. Like it's relationship business. I agree I with you it. though. Cause now that I know you, mm-hmm. it's like, I will recommend you. And I feel like that's the way Catherine and I operate. Mm-hmm. It's like when we meet somebody and we enjoy their presence and we feel like they're a good person, mm-hmm. that's when we recommend them. It doesn't right. necessarily have to do with what they're spending on advertising what their yeah. logo there's is a million other people yeah. out there doing the same thing right. or selling yes. houses or clothes or whatever it is it's that relationship that brings you back and wants you to work with that person in it it's because you trust them or you think that they're going to do a good job it's not you know for me like being in real estate there's a million of us like the barriers to entry of real estate are ridiculous like you could literally get one you take get a license class and you pass and you're in yeah, yeah. and you're selling a million dollar house and you're handling someone's asset and there's great real estate agents out there and there's some really bad ones. And I hopefully that, you know, people listening, get a good one and do your yeah. research. Cause it's as much as family, friends can help. Like you need a professional. Yeah. Um, but I would so much know. rather get a recommendation from a friend. I mean, I right. do have yeah. trusted sources that I go to for recommendations, but they all somehow have an angle, but mm-hmm. my ultimate place to go for recommendations is friends and acquaintances yeah. that I trust. And I think I've always been really good at that. At, mm-hmm. It's well, not that I've tried to, but I just, yeah. if I find something I love, I want to tell every single person. Same. I, know about yeah. it. I, I mean, I bet all my yeah. friends are sick of hearing about zero tolerance. Like, you know I mean? Cause I will beat it to death. Cause yeah. I love things so That's like much. how my mom is. And I think how your mom, my mom is like yeah, that. It's mm-hmm. like we, I think when you grow up in a household of loyalty like mm-hmm. that, where it's like, if we love this, we love it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm loyal to Couscous on I Wednesdays. Love couscous. You know what? You sent me back to Couscous. I was went to Couscous at the very beginning when they first started, op- when they first opened and I loved it. 
And I've been back since you oh, wait, told me really? to go back. I Their mean, you said, wait a minute, we go to Couscous all the time. And I was like, wait a minute, why don't I go there anymore? It's, they did raise their prices by like a dollar twenty. Uh, they needed to. I think it was a little too inexpensive. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I need to pay more. Do you ever yeah. go someplace and you think to yourself, I think you're undersaving yourself? Be yeah. More. yeah. Like, I can't believe it's, it's this cheap. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, yeah. A lot of the people that I love, I'm like, Mm-hmm. You only charge that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things the podcast has, has helped me do as well is have just better conversations with friends. Oh, interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I've done so many episodes now that you know, I'm not, whereas kind of before coming in, like you're kind of like nervous a little bit, you never met that person. Yeah. Kind of, you have, like when I did the episode with Desmond, I had a million pieces of paper that I was pulling questions from. Whereas now, like I come in and I do a little bit of research and then just hang out and chat. Yeah. And like now I've noticed with, regardless of if there's a microphone in front of us or not, like I have better conversations with people that I've known forever, but never had that. I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. Weird, I guess, product of in chatting to people for so long. Are that's, you, that's have really you been cool. outgoing your whole life or no, you more Catherine, reserved? Catherine, you can't or? interview oh, him back. Oh my God. God, so hard. I can't help myself. Coming. I'm like, a, I know. Uh, I know. No, we're going to no, do I this. Haven't. We're going to reverse um, this pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, in the <laughs> yeah I'll no, save that question. Yeah. I'll save it. Um, but so, so for everyone listening, how can they go to listen to your podcast? And how can they, I guess, if they have a cool story or their friend, they know a friend that has a business that has a cool story and they're too humble to reach out themselves, how can people like submit to be on the podcast as well? So submit, they can submit to be on the podcast at hello at actioncityokc.com or just DM us on Instagram at actioncityokc. I will say we've gotten a lot of inquiries, people wanting to be on the podcast, and we really are reserving the right to choose mm-hmm. because that is to us one of the few kind of that is you know yeah that's our brand that's our brand and so well of course we would love submissions just know that if you're just know that we'll read them and take them into consideration but because we're only eight episodes and i mean our list is like 60, well, 70 you also people. only post one episode a week. So that right, list, we, that's yeah. going to take a long time. Right. Yeah. And and we we did that methodically. Yeah, we did that to. with a lot of thought behind it. And I think that, yeah, I think that we've, we've gotten some inquiries and I'm so flattered. Like seriously, yeah. I just think that we really want to reserve that to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it wants to be our, I mean, I, Catherine can probably say it better than I'm saying it, no, but you're doing a great it, job. I just, you know, I we're think we're curating our guest list. Yeah. Like the way we would recommend businesses is the way we're curating our guest list. Yeah. And the convenience of something opening might align with our podcast, but it might not. You know what I mean? Like, I think that there are a lot of podcasts out there who sort of are there to promote and that's wonderful. And we do want to promote people, but it's not in a timely manner necessarily. If that makes like we we're, we're, we're authentically choosing these people because we believe in their businesses or them. And another thing too, like it's that what I noticed when I recorded a batch to put out in a week after 10 weeks like the story that you've done 10 weeks ago is now gone right right. right? Like you could have that same guest yeah. back on 10 weeks later and tell right. it right and know. that's kind of what happened with Desmond was we recorded before March Madness and talked about March Madness and then we had a delay and the podcast went out oh April. yeah and I'm just like listening to it like biting my fingers thinking what are we doing <laughs> you're here? like this is the first one it's the okay timing yeah. 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 the timing thing is very difficult the timing thing is it's hard to 
talk about, you know, it's going to come future. out 10 days later, yeah. but you're talking about something that's going to happen in the future, but as it's, as if yeah. it's happened, mm-hmm. that's hard to get used to. Yeah. We we're trying with our pit and our peak. So the way that our show is laid out, we have a pit and peak at the beginning where Catherine and I kind of talk about yeah. our week and that is in like real time that week. Yeah. But usually the conversation with our guest is pre-recorded sure. just because, you know, we have to adhere to people's schedules and mm. make sure it comes out, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, you guys, well, you run a business and you have two little kids. Mm-hmm. I just have two dogs and, and that's about it. I don't have to worry about my schedule too much. Um, other than selling houses. Other than selling right. houses. And by the way, every I, now and then. but my sister and my sister-in-law are in, both in real estate. I've watched how they operate. There is, your time is not your own. Telephone rings. <laughs> Weekends it isn't. 24 yeah. hours yeah. a day and yeah. they answer it. So yeah. I know your time is not really yours. It's kind of, I kind of like that though. It's I weird. do. What if, yeah, what if you're weird. on a podcast and like somebody, some oh, client's calling you? Oh, I put my phone on you. silent. Do they, they know? know? Yeah, they know. Not, okay, yeah. good. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it is what it is. I I think I'm probably going to get to my goal would be to do this every day. Like I'll always really? have my yeah, so I'll always it. have my real estate license just to have it because why not? But. I mean, who doesn't want to do this every well, day? Come I just, hang out, meet I people, share that, stories. Yeah, totally. Well, and I love that you do the whole state. Yeah. Yes. I think that that's, is, that's that was a big decision from, I mean, How, you know, well, that's yeah. kind of I'm the, not going to ask any questions. We can well, get no, into that. I know. We'll get into it. But <laughs> we'll I, that. I think that if yeah. I was so flattered when you asked us on, because I feel like as far as kind of the, our goals, like they might be the same, mm-hmm. but you are focused for yeah. the whole state and we're focused at Columbus city, which, but I'm like, I love that. I yeah. wish we could do the whole state, but we're weekly. There's value in being hyper local. Well, a that's, lot of value. so that's what our producer Richard told us. Yeah. Cause we Lots kind of, of when he met with us, he was like, all right, I think he hears a lot of podcast mm-hmm. pitches and he was like, Oh, you have a already in target audience. Yeah. It's not just the world. And I'm like, no, no, no. We like, it's, it's local. Yeah. It's Oklahoma city. And he's like, that has a lot of value to mm-hmm. it because he said people want to start podcasts and they just want to reach everybody. Yeah. And he's like, that's not, I'm going to do a podcast about sport. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. About sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you went about a gazillion other people. Yeah. Yes. Or whatever. Do your yeah. best. But exactly. really right before we launched the podcast in 405 magazine, they had a list of all the podcasts in Oklahoma yeah. city. And yours was of course on there. Of course it was yeah. there. And was I, was, I said, Oh my God, I mean, we should have done this three months ago. We could have been on the list, but yeah. I was amazed to see how many people in Oklahoma City were doing this, and I didn't, I didn't know about. And so it's fun to get to listen to them all and hear the different points of view and mm-hmm. the stories they're telling. I, I've enjoyed actually. It. So how I heard about your podcast because I had listened to just mm-hmm. big podcasts like you know Dax and yeah, Goop as we and all have. yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and I, sh- I mean, before we launched, we should have done more local research, mm-hmm. but I was at lunch with a friend, actually Emma Ryan, and I was like, yeah, this is what we're doing. We're so excited. She's like, oh, so like, kind of like this is Oklahoma. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then like, should we okay. I didn't concept? do any research either. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, good. I mean, we, we thought we had done some oh, research, I didn't but, do any. But there's okay. really no, I mean, if you type in podcasts in Oklahoma, you nothing don't really up. get nothing comes a cohesive up. list. And your name even has Oklahoma yeah. in it. Nothing I know. Yeah. 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 Nothing comes up. So and we couldn't really the 405 was the first time I'd seen yeah. the list. And, so, and the 405 thing's funny too because like I, you know when people are like, oh, vote for me, vote for me. I had no idea. And oh, then my, that was votes? Yeah, that was, was voting? Oh, oh no, my God. Uh, in like the end of year kind of thing. Yes, they do the, yeah, okay, the vote yes. the 
best of the 405 if you look at it like mine is under editor's choice because I had no idea about it and I just thought I'm kind of humble I don't really care about that but yeah I think Matt or a friend of mine down there was like hey you're in this I was like oh I am and they spelled my last name wrong so I kind of called them out on that perfect whatever Cobes will never be right Greta Sland will never be right so yeah yeah that's amazing well yeah and so then Emma was like um, I told her our first couple guests she was like oh you should listen to his Brian episode and I was like great <laughs> like, well, it's funny because like last week it was Lance right and you guys yeah, 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 yeah. my goal is for everyone to be successful and for no, everyone 100%. to be doing and pursuing yeah. their yeah. passion I mean I'm sitting in the middle of Nicholas Plaza where the you know the five best let's see one two three four the five best retail women's retail yeah. shops in the city are I can walk to yeah. and that actually helps my business yeah. that you can come to mm-hmm. Nicholas Plaza that you can walk the plaza and find all the best shops if I don't have something I send them across the street to Bayez or to CK or to yeah. Rose Gold and and that helps everybody I mean yeah. I want yeah. I don't want to be the only standalone. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't I've be as much fun. I told every guest they need to start a podcast, even if oh, we have two. We're like, call Richard; it. Like, it's he'll help so you. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it is fun. Yeah, it does great, it, it'll do great things for the business without even pushing it that much, mm-hmm. right? Like, well, it's yeah, just, it it's just works. That, and people yeah. talk to you about it, and then they naturally talk about. It. That's the one thing that happened for me. Like, I, everyone's like, "Do you still do real estate?" I'm like, "Yeah, I still sell houses. I kind of need to sell houses. My primary <laughs> yeah, income. Exactly. Please buy a house for me." Um, but naturally, they come to me about the podcast first, right? And that that'll happen to you guys too, people like oh who's on the podcast this week and they'll chat and then naturally like oh how's work how's business how's life and you you know mm-hmm. i want to pick your brain though way. so much about like yeah. yeah about best practices and just kind of things you've mm-hmm. learned because we have 800 instagram followers and you have 44,000 yeah. <laughs> just, just, just reshare amazing photographers so, photos like uh, i'm doing no, just I give love, credit. I, yeah. <laughs> but you have to curate those photos yeah. i mean not and I mean, yours definitely has a vibe yes it does yeah, even though you, you know yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. So your Instagram is Action City OKC. Action City OKC. Mm-hmm. And then the website is Action City OKC. Awesome. And then uh, so you are selling someone's buying, hopefully, Scout Guide this year. That's yeah, closing I that mean, chapter of your life. Yes, hopefully. Okay. If it doesn't, if somebody I mean if somebody yeah. would like to buy the Scout Guide, like not to hawk my business, <laughs> but Yeah. Um, no, they can email, um, just email hello at Action City OKC as awesome. well. Um, yeah, I really, I hope this person works out, but I've been through a lot of people and I'm not saying that to, mm-hmm. to, um, discredit my business at all. I just think it's going to take a specific person. And yeah. I think that the way that print media is kind of pivoting, it's, it's definitely going a little bit more online. So I think a lot of people thought that they were just buying a print Mm -hmm. and it's really becoming a blog. And, you know, we have these new city pages, which are interactive. And so it takes a little bit more. Um, so somebody, I think also, and then there's the social media piece, which you understand it's, it's cumbersome. So, you know, I hope it works. I really do. I, I want it to continue. I just think it's ready for somebody else. Um, so and Catherine, Greta Sloan, we're in. Oh, Greta Nicholas Sloan, you can, you can, come on back. yes, we're in Nicholas Plaza. You can find us on Instagram at Greta Sloan. Greta has two T's, Sloan has an E. We really do most of our sort of online business on Instagram. We're working on our website. Right. It's not, it's not perfect, but yeah. definitely come visit us. We ship things in the mail. We'll bring and it to you. We'll women's drop fashion. Women's fashion. I mean, fashion from all over the world. It has a sort of a, it has a contemporary point of view that's slightly maybe more trendy than I say trendy, a little more, I don't mean that word fashion forward, a little mm-hmm. more fashion forward than maybe you would typically find in Oklahoma city. I want people to feel like when they walk in here that they're walking 
into a boutique in New York or LA, um, it's not heavily designer driven, which you would mm-hmm. think about as like high end designer driven, but it's, I mean, in the fashion world, it's called a contemporary price point. So it's things like Veronica Beard and Ghani and Nilly Loten and Mousy and Golden Goose. Um, if you're a man listening to the podcast, come here for your wife, girlfriend. Yes, come here for your yes. wife. I will hook you up. But yeah, when you come here, it, please don't have that much of an opinion. Just let me do it. <laughs> it's really one out of every hundred men can figure it out. The other 99 have that's no clue. That's the reason clue that we go and ask for advice. And should not get involved. Yeah. Okay, that's my, that is my advice. Okay. So awesome. just come and let me do the work. Well, ladies, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, Thank thanks you for, for having us. Thank we you loved for sharing it. some stories. It's been awesome. I am super pumped to come on, I was come on say, your podcast because I, I don't get wait. that many opportunities to be interviewed myself. What? Oh, God. I can't I'm really excited. <laughs> so uh, for everyone listening, I'll post all the links down to down below in the description to Action City and then Ladies Businesses as well. And yeah, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.